Well, welcome in. This is Chad and Dawn with the Real Estate Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Larry is still not with us, um, so it's been over a week out of the office under the weather, so keep him in your prayers. And uh, Dawn, once again, for the second week in the what row, we're missing the wise one, so we're just going to fill in the best we can. Chad, I miss the wise one every day. Exactly. <laughs> we need someone in this chair to, that's wise. Well, you know, just just to be able to call the office and 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 get his counsel, wise counsel on the phone. It's just he is. I mean, it's not even a joke when you call him the wise one. That man, he knows some stuff that's and right. always has the most fascinating perspective or insight about real estate and many other things. Yes. Well, it's, it's kind of that time of year, you know, when people get colds, you know, I've heard the flu is going around, the, yep. co the COVID is still out there. So he's been tested for all of it. And the first time he went to the doctor, they said, oh, you've got allergies. I don't think allergies do this to a person <laughs> for a week straight. But at any rate, he's he's got a, uh, they gave him a Z-Pack finally. So hopefully he's on the mend. And uh, okay. Mr. Larry Jordan, father if you're out there listening, we hope you get well, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully see you back real soon here in the office and back on the air. So, but um, it's a Friday, so it's good good news for that. I think we've uh, we've got a lot going on, and we're going to talk some real estate today. Dawn, I'm glad you're able to join us. Are you back in uh, in your hometown? Or are you still in California? Yeah, nope, I'm back in Idaho. And it is a beautiful winter wonderland here. Yesterday, everything, like, it looked like somebody took a can of, of spray snow and coated every single branch and leaf and any type of foliage. I mean, it literally looked like something out of a movie set. Well, you should send and us a picture because we probably be won't see that. <laughs> it just won't happen I here. actually... I took pictures. I took pictures of the ice crystals right outside my house yesterday. I'm like, that is just so amazing. So yes. not cold enough to like be icy on the roads too. So it's just perfect. Exactly. So um, what, what we want to kind of talk about today is some, some things that are going on in the market, what we're seeing happening in the real estate world right now. And one of the big things that uh, you, if you've listening to the news at all, you know, interest rates, inflation, all these things are kind of on the news, in the in the uh, reports constantly. And we had some news, I, I believe it was this week, that the Federal Reserve decided to hold interest rates, not to go up on the interest rates. And um, so this, that's good news for well, folks and, looking and, to buy. And, right. And the flip side to that is because they have decided to hold rates, it's because inflation is starting to come down. The report came in recently that inflation is now down to about 3.1%. Mm -hmm. I think the target rate is at 2% two. or 2. Point, yeah, it's 2 So, like But it's coming down, and that's yeah, why they're holding. It was at nine, right. It was like 9.1% last year. Right. Inflation was at 9.1%. So... It's great. It, you it know, here's here's the problem jobs again. because we're talking Probably. real estate and the values. You know, we've talked a lot about how prices have went up so considerably, and so first time home buyers, when you're looking to buy, it's different than it was ten years ago. You're going to look for have to save more money. A lot of them are coming to the table with, uh, you know, um, gift funds and things like this to try to get in their first house, but. Um, Inflation is is a real problem, not just 
um, because of interest rates, but the the spending that that's happening we talked about this on the air before the u.s debt as a percentage of the gdp so how much we spend in debt versus how much we bring in our debt is 123 percent of our gdp and when yeah. you have that inflation is going to be a problem it's going to it's going to constantly be something that's going to have to be looked at and we we also talked about this that 33 trillion dollars in debt is like half of the world's debt um, if you add up China, Japan, France, and Italy, the next closest four countries, we have more debt than that they do. All four of them. So China's like, oh yeah, China's like forty yeah. fourteen trillion. Japan is at ten trillion. France is at about three trillion, and Italy is just under three trillion. And so, that's a problem. <laughs> I wonder, though, yeah, but I wonder per capita how it breaks down, because, of course, the United States has way more people than uh, France and Italy. I don't know if they have more people than China. Well, it's a percentage of your GDP as well. We've got way over on the percentage. So it's something that's going to have to be addressed, and it's going to be everything lasts until it doesn't last, right? You just spend and spend and spend until it doesn't last anymore at some point. This is why the Federal Reserve is coming has has come, you know, talking about um, a Fed coin, basically where everything is tracked and uh, it's interesting. No, no, I know. Please, (laughs) right? Because this is what happened. Not the same thing. Not like a like a um, digital coin, but in China, not China. Excuse me, India. um, There we have a uh, uh, a partner in our church. You know, a mission partner. He's Indian. Lives in India, obviously. And uh, there was a big uproar when Modi um, was the prime minister. I think he's still the prime minister in India, came into power. And he decided, you know what, we're going to change our currency, which sounds, you know, oh, okay, let's change the currency. The problem with that is a lot of the Indians saved their money. They saved it, and they didn't spend it. They did more trading, and they, they liked to keep it, and they didn't put it in banks. And so really what he was doing is trying to call all the money in. You know, if you've got old money, you've got to turn it in. And so if you've got money sitting around that's no longer going to be good, you're going to turn it in. And guess who knows what you have now? The government. Mm. <laughs> so it was a cash yep. call. And nobody liked it, but, you know, hey, what do you do? That's what they did. And, you know, something's going to have to happen at some point. But as far as real estate goes, this is why real estate has gone up in value the way it has, because it is a hedge against inflation. Real estate is a... Is a um, a hedge against inflation, and one of the things that uh, Dawn, I sent you, this is just a fascinating, um, and it's it's happened. Case uh, study, yes, yeah, a case study. That's right. So yep. in 2020, we ha- we've had a house in Lexington that uh, it was a na- neighborhood. I think my wife and I lived in this neighborhood. It was our second home that we lived in out in Lexington, and um, it uh, what I pulled comps in February 24th of 2020 in this neighborhood and the average price at the time was $142,725 and the median price when they basically take out the high and the low it was 140,450 that was in 2020 um so 3 years ago almost 4 years ago yeah 3 so, years ago we'll say it yeah, yeah 45 months ago something like that okay so okay. i did comps cuz we're getting ready to sell this property uh yesterday um, the 14th, whenever that was yesterday. So the new median is $215,000. Okay. 
the average is 214,666, with the median being 215. And so that's a huge increase over the last oh my gosh. three years. And this is kind of huh. what people are seeing. And so if you bought Wait, this so house three years back ago, then, three years ago, it was 144, and now it's 215. So no, it was 140. One forty. Yes. So sixty seventy five thousand dollars. Exactly. Seventy five thousand dollar increase in value in what somebody would pay for it today versus pay in what it would probably appraise for in an open and fair market. Yes. So we'll have to hold yes. that thought and when we come back we'll talk about how these prices are affecting real life people. See you so short. Welcome back to the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Dawn and Chad with you uh, live if you're listening live. If you're not listening live, you're listening on our podcast. I remind you to go to palmettorealestatepros.com. And, um, you know, you can listen live anywhere, actually. Or yeah. if you're not able to join us live, you can listen through the podcast. So, um I'm broadcasting live, and I'm in Idaho. So that's right. <laughs> if I can broadcast live from Idaho into South Carolina, you can listen live when that's you're in right. Australia. In fact, Idaho. We have that caller from Australia too. That's right. That awesome. We have listeners in Alaska, Florida, California, Oklahoma. I mean, these are people that have actually called in on the show. It's pretty great. It is. It is. And uh, you're in the winter wonderland in Idaho, and uh, we're what are we running about fifty something today? Um, and not quite freezing. Uh, you know, we're, we're like a little ways right away, now. Dawn. So, yeah, that's okay. That's yes. okay. I respect respect. I want to <laughs> give a shout out before I forget to Ambrosia. Ambrosia's, we were did our office party there last night, a drop-in. It was great. We had a lot of folks, and uh, the food was wonderful. The venue was great. So if you haven't stopped over, if you're local, and you can stop at uh, over to Ambrosia's, do that because the food was wonderful. The upstairs space is amazing, and it's a great, great place to have a office party. We had lots of folks there, some kids. It was good. So, um, you know, thank you to them and to Jay Floyd. Jay is actually driving to Fort Lauderdale today. He's getting his scuba instructor certificate. Ooh, so, fun! His master diver. Yeah, so that's exciting. Oh wow, that is huge! You have to have at least, I think, three hundred dives for that. Oh, it's crazy! I, he said he's more nervous than he was taking his, um, you know, his his engineering. Open, open. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, he's like oh, really excited and well, nervous. One of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my whole life was get my open diver certification. In fact, it was so terrifying to me that I felt the need to go back and get my advanced diver certification. Mm -hmm. um, well, this is good. We, we, <laughs> we digress into scuba diving, but this is good because, you know, somebody last night when we, we were talking to Jay, um, they were talking about the real estate exam. And when you take the real estate exam, you don't have any real life experience. What you do, you take the exam, it's kind of like school, you know, going to college or school mostly, unless you're doing like clinicals or something. And, you know, you get the instruction and then you're thrown out into the world. It's like, well, hope you learned everything you need. And what you realize Here's is a lot phone. of what I actually do, I did wasn't taught, <laughs> you know, so. Um, well, you know, and that that's true. And a lot of real estate companies have actually started doing some trainings to help people get in because, yeah, like when a lot of people got into real estate, the thing was like, okay, here's a phone, here's a desk. Did you order your cards? Good luck. Yeah, make, start making calls. It, right? Yes, exactly. 
And so, uh, you know, the scuba is different. You actually have to actually do the work, which is nice. I'm, I'm kind of glad about that. Well, if you're instructing someone, you know how to do it <laughs> in real life. There's this is that. Good. Plus, you know, water is incredibly dangerous to humans if you're trying to breathe under it for a long period of time. <laughs> right. And so they definitely want to That sounds to dangerous, Don, the way you just die. said that. It is. Breathing underwater. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, I'm not even joking. When I said I was terrified, I was crying through my mask. It turns out that you can cry. You can, you can do a lot. You can you cry can underwater. Someone <laughs> should have said, there's no crying underwater. <laughs> there is. There, there is. is. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's get back to real estate. How about that? What do you think? Okay. Well, let's cry over some uh, some uh, insurance premiums. Oh, my Housing goodness. insurance premiums. You know, I've got a house. So um, I was reading an article, and they're talking about because in of all of the natural disasters, insurance companies are finally, and we've talked about this, Chad, this year, insurance companies are finally raising rates, and it's one of those things that is uh, uh, figured into your mortgage. Your insurance payment is figured into your mortgage. That's right. If and you have an escrow is account. A, if you have an escrow account, that's right. And uh, insurance rates are actually one of those things that is making housing unaffordable. And actually, I'm experiencing that right now in South Carolina. You know, Carolina. Dawn, what's, what, what's amazing about that is this, this hits real close to home because at our office, we had a policy um, I think it was with uh, auto owners. It was a business for our, for our office, and I think it was around $1,000 a year, which was good. We were like, this is great. And um, they dropped us. They said, in November, you will no longer, we're not even offering a policy for you. So we started looking around and talking to the folks who gave us the policy. We were getting quotes for four and $5,000 from 1000 What's that? I well, I asked if you were in a flood zone. No, but no, no flood zone, no claims, nothing, and so it was what crazy. I'm, what I'm reading is happening is insurance companies are actually raising the rate of everybody so that they can cover, uh, like you know, mandatory flood insurance. They're actually talking about making flood insurance mandatory for everybody so they can shore up money. For when people are actually hit hit with floods, like on in coastal regions and hurricane regions and such. So the people so, who aren't facing the issues are going to pay for the right. issues because the costs are so high. And sometimes exactly what happens, right. like in these uh, these coastal areas, the government it comes in and they subsidize it so that the insurance yep. companies don't have to do that. But when you have That's a government thirty three trillion dollars in debt. It makes it kind of hard. Where are you going to pick to put the next trillion dollars? I mean, you know, it's insane. It's like every year these trillion-dollar budgets is just out of hand, and it, it affects things like what's, what you're seeing with insurance. Yeah, this is, I love what Warren Buffett said. Uh, he could have the, balance budget, the budget balanced before the ex next congressional session ends if – they wrote into law that if the budget isn't balanced, you are not qualified to be reelected. Oh, wow. That's a good one. You know, and states right? are different. The states have to balance their budgets every year. Mm -hmm. They they have mm -hmm. to do it. And so when there's no money, you change the budget to affect, okay, well, we're going to have to make set up priorities. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen with the federal government. The priorities are just whatever we decide at the moment. And money plays, you know, I mean, it's... 
they fight yeah. over it and it's a it's a Republican and Democrat thing. You know, the money goes really to both is. sides. It's grease in everybody's yeah. pockets. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even want to get into it. Let's get back to real estate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's let's talk about the house real quick. Let's go back real quick the to house. the increase in the values <laughs> because we yes. were talking about that and you know, this is my um, my brain. You know, I'm sitting here looking at these numbers. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of increase in the last three and a half years, roughly. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what what happened? So if if it, it just re- reiterated or, or um, solidified in my mind how real estate is a hedge against inflation, because no matter how much money is printed, no matter what the federal government does, it's a real asset. And so, okay, what is another real asset that people go to? What's another hedge that people use against inflation? Um, it's gold, right? Gold is That's one right. of those things. And so in gold and silver, yep. the same date, um, in February 24th, 2020, gold was $1,672. So almost $1,700. Um, and mm-hmm. gold today is $2,032. And there's this, this, interestingly enough, Dawn, there's this uh, gold to real estate measure. I had no idea. Oh. There's also a gold to a loaf of bread measure. (laughs) See? These these are are out there. So, like, loaf of bread, that's kind of a staple item, right? And so you figure out. How many loaves of bread can you buy with an ounce of gold? And it's almost always the same number, no matter how much gold is per ounce it's it's an equivalent to a percentage of how many loaves of bread so what is it to real estate well and that that's what this this uh the gold to real estate does and so in 2020 when we had this house back then it would have taken 84 ounces of gold to buy this house in 2023 at the current prices it would take 105 ounces of gold so if you have gold bullion in your house you just bring it to the title company and you lay down your 105 ounces, and you can buy this house. You know, I don't know if we can take that currency, but you could convert it pretty easily, I guess. I, I would probably recommend not to bring your gold bullion. I would bullion. take the gold. <laughs> we I would take. take the gold. Right. Was it you? <laughs> no, it was someone else in our office. Um, someone, they were doing a house, and, and the, the buyer wanted to negotiate with a gold bullion. He wanted to give the, the, the seller a gold bullion, and the seller was like, I mean, what what do I do with it? You know, I mean, how do I convert it? Well, you know, bury it in your backyard. <laughs> right. So they said, why don't you yeah. convert the gold bullion to cash and then give me the cash? And they didn't want to do that. So I don't know. I think the deal fell apart because of a gold bullion. <laughs> so, interesting stuff. I would take the gold all day long. All right. So pull a Ron Swanson on you. Right. So it's interesting, though, because when you go back historically, they, they, they said the way this uh, chart was kind of um, set up is that gold is kind of more of an emergency um, hedge. It, it kind of doesn't act the same as real estate, but you can kind of get an idea from it. So like in 1980 was the low. It took 80 ounces of gold to buy a house in 1980, the average house. In 2001 was the high. You're going to, this is great, Dawn. You would need 450 ounces of gold to buy a house. Wow. Isn't that insane? Doubled. Yes. Doubled. Something really, um, something wacky happened. In 2012 was 88 ounces of gold. So huh. it was another time where it kind of inverted. There was a inflection mm-hmm. point. And so 
Um, you can buy gold. You know, look, if you want to diversify and have some gold, um, I guess real estate is is kind of, I guess, the issue if you're if you're just using it as a hedge is is, um, um, you know, the the fluidity of it. How fast can you get the money out? Is it liquid? I guess a better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. It's liquid, but it may take Ooh. a minute, right, to get pull the it's cash out. It's similar to gold, though. Yeah. It's not like you can just go into a, a coffee shop and buy a cup of coffee with a gold coin, you know? Right. Um, so it's kind of the same idea. Gold really isn't liquid cash like it used to be. Right. Um, but I'd still, you know, like a whole empire of of, of gold made from gold that's right <laughs> Real estate made from gold. well you start building up your uh, your treasure chest and uh, when we come back we'll we'll continue this discussion palmetto real estate pros you've got us live it is uh, dawn and chad with you this morning Larry is under the weather. The wise one is not here, but hopefully he's listening in, taking notes, telling us where we can do better next time. So <laughs> he's going to give us our critique. That's right. We, we will get a report <laughs> after the show. You know, you could have done this or that. So uh, we're we're talking about inflation and real estate and how this affects uh, the individual buyers right now and uh, kind of a, a little bit of mix of stuff. Even scuba diving. We've been talking about scuba diving. So yes. a little yeah, bit of everything. A little bit about the loaf of bread, a little bit of gold. Hey, you know what else is affecting the price of real estate? Well, what? it potentially is, is uh, that lawsuit that um, is challenging uh, real estate commissions. That's right. And, you know something i saw yesterday dawn and we'll talk about that but one of the things was an article from that that came through i think it was through the realtor association or somewhere i can't remember where i saw it but basically saying that folks who sell their house themselves end up regretting it because they didn't realize how much work oh, it would yeah. be <laughs> so yeah it's this a full-time job right and and even the lawsuit you're talking about talk about this law talk about the lawsuit for a minute and what's interesting about the lawsuit it's a major it's huge we've we've mentioned it but we kind of don't haven't spent a ton of time on it but it's it was uh you know huge amount of so money and but even yeah it's it's people have been trying to change this for decades this isn't a new thing but this uh in the last few years it's really taken off and it talks about real estate commissions and how uh, the seller right now, traditionally in the United States, the seller pays a real estate commission and it is split with the buyer's agent. And so basically the seller is paying for the buyer to be able to hire an agent to help them buy the house that the seller is selling. And People are complaining that not only is that driving the cost of housing up, but they're also complaining that these are uh, fixed rates, it's a rigged system, and it's an antitrust law that is being violated because the rates are fixed, right? Right. People are getting together. And, and as they know, say, the and, collusion yeah. is kind of the, 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 the case they're making is that it's, it's collusion in that you've got MLSs and National Association of Realtors that have in their bylaws that if I list a house, I have to cooperate. 
And what that means is, right. like, the house that I'm putting on the market, it's my house. You know, it's our house. So if I put that house in the MLS, the MLS rules, in many cases, say you have to cooperate and pay a commission to another brokerage. Now, the right. interesting thing about that, though, Dawn, is I don't have to – it doesn't tell me what I have to do to cooperate, like how much I have to pay Correct. to cooperate. Correct. You can pay a dollar to the other yeah. – Right. But, but but there's a challenge with that because, Dawn, if you put a house in MLS and you offered to pay, you know, $200 to a cooperating agent, a buyer agent, that's going to kind of limit the amount of people. Now, in theory, it shouldn't. You know, the, the buyer's agent should say, say, hey, you like this house? Um, I'm going to show it to you. Supposed to, right, we're supposed to work in the best interest of the public, not in our own interest. But if that were the case, and here here's the rub, right? If you said, okay, this house, in this particular house, Dawn, the agent who listed it, is cheap, so she's only paying me $200, Mr. and Mrs. Bu- uh, buyer, are you willing to compensate me the difference or the, the something balance. more, you know, whether it be the three yeah, percent. Are you willing to pay me a three percent commission? Right, or whatever it is, whatever is, that commission yeah, is, it's negotiable. It is, right. Yeah, and so right. that's that. Most people are like, look, I'm barely getting enough money for the down payment, and the closing costs. I don't have enough money to also you pay an additional buyer, fee. Yeah, you know, a buyer say to me, they say that person must not want to sell their house very badly. Right. Because if they did, they would be. I wouldn't have to come out of pocket to buy it. So is That's that collusion? Say. But yeah, it is in a sense, not really, but it is. But the other part of the lawsuit is that um, in order to list on the MLS, you have to be a realtor. So a for sale by owner cannot just go to their local MLS and say, "Hey, I want to put my house on the MLS." So again, that's how. Uh, that's part of the lawsuit. It's it's saying it's antitrust. How? Why can't I sell my house on your platform? Which is an interesting argument. I think you know. I think the thing is hogwash, honestly, because someone can list their house on MLS. So we have to but pay have to be to a part of MLS, group. right? We have to pay. Yeah. We pay yeah. quarterly dues. We pay annual dues. We pay dues and dues and dues. You know, it's like it never ends, right? The cost. Yeah. Right. So to be a part yeah. of all these different MLSs, it costs money because it's not just the MLS in Columbia. So if we work mm-hmm. in Sumter, I have to join that board. And then if we're and in Aiken, Aiken. and then uh, mm-hmm. Orangeburg. So it's all these different ones mm-hmm. you join. It, it adds up very quickly. So, But if someone wanted to put their house in the multiple listing service, there are companies out there that will do that. 500 or a thousand dollars you can mm-hmm. put the property in mls and just put in the mls when it's listed contact the seller directly i'm right. not representing the seller mm-hmm. um, and and they can pay whatever commission they want yeah. or none mm-hmm. and just put it in the mls so it gets more exposure you know because it's syndicated through all these different places that's part of the the idea of it but it it creates a dilemma like what happens if this thing is it does change that how are the are our buyers going to use agents or is it going to go back to the way it was i don't know if you remember this dawn but years and years ago it was uh you know basically buyer beware everyone worked for the seller everybody worked That's for correct. the seller there was no buyer representation right. and so everyone worked for the seller so the buyer had no representation I mean, they could pay someone, I guess, to represent. I, I, you know, I don't know if that it'll go back to that or some version of that, 
but uh, we'll see because uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it, you know, it might just be uh, something that the buyers end up uh, financing into their house, like their closing costs or something like that. Well, we'll see what happens. Obviously, right now it was a huge lawsuit that um, that the Realtor Association and these big companies lost. And so uh, they're immediately appealing. Oh, have they appealing. lost it officially? Well, I know it, they're appealing it. That's yeah, right. They're appealing They lost. It. You know, but the other side of it is there, that there are so many corporations like Zillow, um, you know, Redfin, Mavoto, all of these, you log on to them and say, hey, do you want to sell your house? Click here. Do you want to look at a house? Click here. That's what's and interesting so, to me, Dawn, is that there's more options than there ever have been. And to have mm-hmm. a lawsuit about collusion is just odd to me. It's it's just interesting mm-hmm. how, uh, you know, the the lawyer must have been. I think his name was Ketchman, Ketchmark, something like that. But he he must have been pretty good, per, very persuasive, because the jury only deliberated for like an hour and a half or two hours, something like that, really? and came wow. back with this, you know, billions of dollars. I think it was five point three billion dollars, yeah. something like that. And then it's well, trebled. Yeah. Because it's real estate, mm-hmm. the the damages would mm-hmm. be trebled if it were mm-hmm. true. So I might be off on the numbers, but it was a lot, and it was a shake it up. Was a lot. Yeah. And and guess what? Right. Guess what? Lawyers do when they win a case, they take at least thirty to forty percent. Not only that, they go and do another case. <laughs> they they say, "Hey, right. this was awesome. I think I'll do another class action suit." And so they immediately did that. There's a couple other ones percolating out there right now so we'll we'll see how this all comes about and um and even the doj was trying to sue the the realtor association um and during the uh, trump administration they had reached an agreement hey change some language in in your your bylaws and stuff to to uh, better reflect you know transparency and things and so the realtor association had decided okay we'll change some things there was a a settlement reached and, and I'm not as familiar with that one. There was a settlement reached right before uh, Biden came in and when it was agreed to. And then when mm-hmm. Biden came in, the DOJ said, oh, no, we're not honoring that. And so mm-hmm. they took it to the Supreme Court. I believe it was Supreme Court, Supreme Court or whoever it was said, no, you have to honor what you actually agreed to. So thankfully, um, but, you know, that doesn't well, it'll probably come back again. You know how it works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because these lawsuits, like I said, it's not a new thing. There have been these challenges for decades. It's like uh, it's like shark bait, you know. It's like when there's blood in the water, it's like everybody comes out. Oh, I want a piece of this. Wow. And sometimes what happens in the process is something that was working ends up being destroyed. And maybe that's good, you know. So change is not always bad. It's just you know, change is not not easy. And so, you know, there's going to be some changes in the industry for sure. Well, growth is uncomfortable. You know, change equates usually to growth, right? And growth is very uncomfortable. It's really comfortable just to sit and do your own thing. But, I mean, keep in mind, remember when you were a teenager and suddenly you went through that growth spurt and all of a sudden you're like tripping over your own feet and you can't get your hands to work quite like they used to do? It's because growth is uncomfortable. It is. You figure it out and then it makes it easier. Someone I know, they have a little one and they're like, man, I'll be so glad when they when they can walk and do things for them. I'm like, well, just be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right? Because, right. you know, there is something powerful about them running. not being able to move. <laughs> She's right. like, you can put them in a place and they mostly stay there. Wait till they can move. It's, it'll be a whole different thing. And this is kind of the same thing in life, right? We progress 
hopefully we yeah. don't stay where we're at our whole life because that would be boring and that would be no growth happening at all. And so, you know, sometimes it's a little painful though. And maybe that's what we're experiencing. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and the, so these companies, these big corporations um, <clears throat> that are really involved in uh, lining up uh, buyer's agents and seller's agents. I mean, they have a huge uh, stake in this antitrust suit as well because they make money on both sides of the sale whether somebody buys or somebody sells so they're making money across the board that is a good point you know? don because yeah. like our firm we're an independent ins- um, not insurance we're not insurance we're real estate we're an independent yeah. <laughs> real yeah. estate company and so we're not affiliated mm-hmm. with any franchise uh, brokerage we're you know local and um you know we have our agents and so um you know, we sometimes have where uh, an agent will be working both sides of a transaction where one of our agents has listed a house and then another I one brings a, a buyer. But if you yeah. have 40 percent market share in a certain area, that's going to happen a lot. And so how do you mm-hmm. handle that? What what are the rules now? You know, when you, you have 500 agents in a market well, and they're constantly selling and buying, well, the, you know, agents are working the same I property. Mean, think bigger than that. Think Zillow. Well, we'll have to talk about that on the other side of the break. That's right. Hang on. We'll be back shortly. And we're back. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Chad and Dawn. I'm I'm just instinctively want to say with Larry chad and dawn but larry is, is out larry he is just recovering because he's not in the office yeah just because he's not in the studio today that's doesn't right. mean he's not with us he right? is listening we can promise you he's listening taking you know copious notes right now on what what we're talking about probably with uh you know a list of things that we can do better because he is the wise one this is what he does this is what wise people do um, they listen, they, take they learn, and, make it better. and they take lots of yeah. notes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's good. So we're uh, here live with you. If you're joining us, welcome in. If you have any questions or comments, uh, we're, you're welcome to call in. And I haven't even mentioned that the whole show, but it's 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. And, and I'm sure those awesome. listening out there have seen what, what we started the show with, with the major increases in value that we've seen it's it's a um, it's like a double-edged sword on because for people that own property you're like man this is great um there's there's new equity that has been created and i didn't have to really do that much to create it you know obviously we were talking about gold and housing the benefits of each so there's some one of the things with real estate that could be viewed as a downside which you know it's true. You, there's maintenance and repairs. You have to keep it up. So assuming you've kept true. your house up, it, it's increased mm-hmm. in value over these last three years tremendously. Even even if you haven't kept your house up, it's it's likely increased somewhat. But let's talk about that for a second um, because we've been talking about like a lot of things. And so let's bring it full circle here, okay? Um, so housing prices have gone up and uh, interest rates are finally getting stable and are anticipated to actually be cut 
2024. But we've seen a lot of buyers on the fences, a lot of very picky buyers on the fences. I'm going to wait till, you know, prices come down or the, you know, there are a lot more seller concessions. Sellers are, you know, starting to pay a little bit more and, you know, buyer closing costs and repairs are a little bit different, things like that, right? But there's still that uh, historically low, um, historically low uh, inventory going on right now. So we've got a few houses and a few buyers as interest rates are high. And you know what? Another thing. As interest rates come low, go ahead. Dawn, to consider as you're talking about interest you rates. Know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, so interest rates, inventory. Well, here's mm-hmm. what we could see happen and it's it's probably pretty likely interest rates go down you know obviously Mm -hmm. november december are typically slower months because of holidays january January. could increase like dramatically with with, we're going to see a huge influx of buyers buyers are going mm -hmm. to as soon as interest rates come down buyers are going to start flooding they've been waiting on the sidelines and so they've been waiting so smart investors are the people who have been buying now. Really smart investors are the ones who are buying now because as soon as interest rates come back down, housing values are going to go back up because we're going to start seeing multiple bids again. We're going to start seeing fewer seller concessions again. And we're going to watch housing affordability, You know, especially with uh, the insurance going up like we've been talking about. Um, all of these things are going to contribute to the affordability of a home. Right. And so all of this plays into when people are qualifying for a mortgage, the price of the house, obviously, that's what most people think about is just, okay, what is the, what is the price? What's the interest rate? And they go to the little calculator that you can get online or anywhere, plug in the number. But what you may not think about is, okay, what is mortgage insurance? If you're not putting down 20% on the house, you're going to probably have mortgage insurance. And then, uh, in, uh, you higher know, insurance, right? Higher insurance, insurance. That's going to play into that. the debt to income ratio, um, because we're Taxes, not the government. We tax. can't borrow 123 percent of what we bring in. Right. Only the government can right. do that. So you're not the government, and so there are rules associated with what lenders are like. Hey, there's only so much we're going to lend based on what you bring in every month, and not only what you mm-hmm. say you bring in, and what you bring in, like if you babysit, walk dogs and you get cash, it has to be reported, what you report on your your tax return. Right. It's uh, not this money that you put in the hole in the backyard right. with your gold. It's money that right. actually has a, a money a paper trail behind where you got it, uh, where it's deposited, how long it's been in that bank account, all of those things, yeah. All of those things play in, and you know we very well may see an increase in activity here as rates go down. And one thing to in, to uh, mention too, Dawn, is um, that I've heard the same thing you you hear. We we kind of get words or you know, hey, the interest rates are going down. But if you read what <clears throat> Jerome Powell said, he he's the guy. He's like the oracle, I guess. People listen to every word he says and they parse <laughs> it. You know, what did he say? He did not say rates are going to go down. He actually yeah. said, well, we're not going to say that rates are going down. I think that's premature. But they get the idea that because he's holding them steady, um, that he's going to begin to lower them the next over the over next year. And they were thinking it was going to be 
over the next four quarters, he was going to begin to lower them. Now they're thinking it's going to be the next two quarters, but he didn't say that. So if no, things change, it, it, it could it could go up. We don't know. Let's go. I, I, I just had a flashback, Chad. I think it was last December we were doing a show, and we were talking with Erica. And at that point, everyone was thinking that um, real estate rates were going to go down, in, or uh, market rates were going to go down in May. Mm-hmm. And May was going to be the big like, okay, that you know. So everyone's waiting for May to start investing in real estate. How did that work out? And um, yeah, well, if I could predict the future, I'd be a billionaire, <laughs> exactly. right? <No>. Yes. <laughs> and it was the opposite. Rates actually kept going up and up and up. So, you know, it's great that we've got um, a money market where, you know, the Dow is, you know, a lot, a lot more people are putting money back into, um, you know, futures and stocks and all of those things that I don't particularly understand what the futures is, but I'm sure it's something about the future. Anyway. <laughs> that's, um, that's a perceptive. Right? <laughs> Good guess. Yeah, perception. (laughs) Anyway, um, but but like we can't predict the future, so all of this is kind of premature. Especially when Jerome Powell is saying, "Hold tight, I'm not saying we're decreasing them. I'm just saying we're not increasing them for now." So one thing to look for: smart investors get in. It's now is a good time to buy a house. Yes, if you can afford the payment, now is a good. It doesn't matter what the interest rate is. Doesn't matter what purchase price of the houses if you like the home and you can afford the payment now is a really great time that is the key statement if you like it and you can afford it um and this is why you need to get with a lender before you go try to buy it right don't just look on zillow and like you know especially if you're looking at five hundred thousand dollar houses and uh, now you know when you go to get qualified you can qualify for 300 there's no need to look at five hundred thousand dollar houses it's just going to depress you (laughs) <laughs> because then well, when you're going to you go know, out like that, this does not look like the house I like online. For the record, I every single buyer, just about every single buyer, I say, you know, I can help you find the exact house that you want, the exact perfect, your dream home, but it's going to cost an extra $100,000. I mean, and that's everybody. They just need that, to pull out their gold bullion. If you're buying a hundred now it, well it doesn't matter if they're looking in the hundred thousand two hundred thousand or five hundred thousand dollar range for an extra hundred thousand dollars i'll help them fi- find their dream house the problem is they're not necessarily qualified for that extra hundred thousand dollars right so there's 80 percent homes i can help you find an 80 percent perfect home all day long that unicorn home is called a unicorn for a reason. So the caveat is right there. But it's also a great time to sell, Chad, because, again, bringing the show full circle to your point, the house that you own that you've comped in 2020 is now worth $75,000 more value than it was just three years ago. So housing, you know, you're selling at, you're selling at a profit. You can take whatever money and roll it over into your next new home. If you like the house, if you can afford the payment, it's a great time to sell. It's a great time to buy. Let me mention one other thing about housing that I think is fantastic, right? Because with gold, if you bought gold or stocks, no one else is going to buy, pay for my investment for me during the period of my ownership. With real estate, it's an amazing investment vehicle that uh, someone else I can put in the house will pay for my investment for me while I own it. 
Now, yep. you know, there's repairs, there's maintenance, but if you keep up with that stuff, it's it's an amazing vehicle in that way. So you have a couple things happening. If you got a loan on it, you've got equity pay down by someone else living in your property, your your investment vehicle, while mm-hmm. um, you've also got typically, not in every single case, but in most cases, over time, you have appreciation. So you've got this this uh equity building every single month that you've owned that you own a home and if you can hang on buy it and forget about it you're going to have um real wealth over time it creates your your net net income uh just increases over time and think if you did that one time a year what that would do to your net worth and that works for both residential and commercial real estate you know people need businesses you have to you know that's right. And Dawn, way to finish. Gateway to a That's right. Weekend. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Bye.